Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, I don't know about you, but I am so glad it was daylight savings time today because I really needed that extra hour. I totally agree with you. I don't know what's been going on, but I've been super tired lately. And um, I, I got that. I got that rest and I still took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I took a nap too, but it wasn't because I needed the extra hour of sleep. I woke up and was like, man, I have so much to do today. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the gym after lunch. But then I looked at my clock. I was like, wait, why does it say 730 and not 830? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> It's like, this is awesome. I can actually go to the gym before I meet with everybody. So uh, it was it was nice. It was it was really nice. And I'm so glad I had we had that extra hour because then I could take a nap in the afternoon. That I know it was amazing. (laughs) And I feel like um, you and I just haven't seen each other in a long time, too. I feel like I'm on a trip or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we didn't see each other this week, but that's okay. It was totally fine. It it happens. It happens. We'll see each other this week. So no problem. We'll make up for that. But (laughs) yeah. How's everything going? Going pretty well. I don't know about you, but I ate a lot of food today and I'm still full. So not even thinking about dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had I had a salad because I, again, haven't eaten any vegetables in like since all week. So I was like, I need some fiber in me. I need some greens. I need some color. Let's get, let's get that going for me. So That's awesome. just had a salad. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and get onto the show. Welcome everybody to the Seattle foodie podcast. She's Monica. I'm Nelson. This is episode 60. Monica, we talked about episode 60 being a special episode. We're going to do that. We're going to do that later. Let's go ahead and get onto the recap. We only have one recap and we didn't even go with each other to this thing. <laughs> No, we didn't, but we both got to experience it. So why don't you tell us about it? So Monica, you and I, like I mentioned, on separate visits, both visited Agua Verde this weekend out at the UW. We had the chance to check out their new menu items they added recently. During my visit, I went with Emerald City Eater. We had the Lengua Tacos, the Machete Quesadilla with Shrimp, Butternut Squash Enchiladas, and the Red Pozole Soup. And I'm going to butcher this, the Mi Curita Salad with beets in it. Ooh. Yeah. And Monica, they served us cocktails like it was going out of business. (laughs) I mean, we had the beautiful dog margarita. It was like a purple and gold. They used like cumin on the rims with butterfly pea flour. We had a spicy San Miguel margarita and we had the Mexican coffee, Mm -hmm. which is so delicious. Oh, man. Have you ever had a Mexican coffee before, Monica? I have. So delicious. Oh, oh my God. With the Kahlua. Yeah. Yeah. It tasted mm. so good. Well, how many cocktails for just the two of you? <laughs> I don't know. They they just they just made a couple cocktails and they just brought some more out. And I'm like, okay, I'll just drink them because you know I don't want to waste food <laughs> or anything yeah, like of course, that. No, of course. well, they were they were so delicious. Like I mentioned, the Mexican coffee, and then the other drink we had was a basil dulce, mm-hmm. which is uh, something similar. Which but they use horchata instead of mm-hmm. Kahlua which was very interesting. Monica, did you know if you order either the Basil Doce or the Parezo cocktail that they have on the menu, Agua Verde will donate a dollar from that drink to the Northwest Immigrant Rights Project? 
Yeah, I just found out about that today. And uh, that's a really great organization and the passion that they were talking about in terms of why they chose to do that. I mean, that's, you know, that's always something that we're looking for, like people who are looking for great causes and to tie that into their business line. It just motivates me more to really come back to Agua Verde or any mm -hmm. any restaurant that's doing that, that's supporting mm -hmm. a local charity or some some sort of thing that's giving back to the community. I think that's that'll really convince me to go to one restaurant over the other. For sure. And for my visit, um, I took my husband with me. He doesn't go to very many tastings, but it happened that it all lined up. And in addition to a lot of the dishes that you tried, I, we all know that I have a sweet tooth and I'm all about dessert. So I got a lot of sweet things as well. I got a raspberry mango scone, an apple empanada. I got the churros a la mode, the pumpkin flan. Oh, and a cup of non-alcoholic Mexican hot chocolate. And that was delicious. So I got, I got to try a bunch of the sweets because that's my jam. <laughs> nice, nice. For me, the red pozole soup. I mm. think that was my goodness. I, I'm not joking. They must have put like a half pound of pork in that bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. I mean, okay, it's this beautiful red soup. It comes with avocado and red onions. And avocados comes nice and fresh and mm -hmm. everything looks really good and ripe. And then you dig into it and then it's just like, oh my gosh, the amount of pork and the pork pieces are just huge shredded yeah. pork in there and it's like never ending like i finished we finished the soup and there was still tons of meat left was, <laughs> i would highly recommend it when we were sitting there at the bar we saw the bartender and ordered ordered it as well so obviously mm -hmm. if the employees order that and want to <laughs> eat that that's obviously something good that they want to eat right monica absolutely i totally 100 agree agua verde monica you of course I've been there like over 20 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Because it used to, it literally used to be across the street from where I used to live when I was in college. So, and also at the department I used to work at too. Mm -hmm. So I, I used to go down there after my classes and I would go down there and grab like some fish tacos and it still remains, it's still really good till this day. I mean, 20 years ago. So yep. yeah, I'll go all right, Monica, like I said, we didn't see each other this whole week, so that was our lone <laughs> recap, but we have a couple of events coming up. Why don't you get started? I will. So my first event is on the weekend. It's November 9th and 10th, and it's going to be at Smith Cove Cruise Terminal at Pier 91. That's going to be the site for the Northwest Chocolate Festival. This is an epic chocolate event, and it's perfect for tasting, learning, and buying. Nelson, last year, Jess Tupper, also known as at Dessert Geek on Instagram, let us tag along for all the chocolate we could handle. And, you know, we didn't even get to go some of the, to some of the classes last year, but you can learn how to make your own chocolate creations and not to mention chocolatiers from all over the world come in. And there are plenty of gifts for you to buy for the holidays. Some of my favorites from last year included Franz, local favorite, Meiji that had the creamiest milk chocolate and the cutest packaging and presentation. And of course, Chocolate Man, where I ended up buying your Christmas gift, your Star Wars chocolates. Um, <laughs> yeah. What were some of your favorites from last year? I have to agree with you. Meiji chocolate was mm. probably my favorite. When you told me about Meiji, because I had no idea what that was until you told me about it at the chocolate mm -hmm. festival. You know what? I still can't find, I'm missing like a bar from them or two bars from last year <laughs> because I'm still searching through my backpack and yeah. I, and I don't know where the bars are at. I yeah. was like, I could have sworn that I had four bars that we picked up. That we, Did you look at I my purse? Find, Did you look at my purse? I, I think I either, I hope I didn't leave it there. I hope <laughs> I gave it to you, Monica, because I can't find it. Aww. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't have really a favorite. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you're the chocolate, you're the sweet person mm-hmm. in, in, uh, amongst the two of us. I mean, I give me a steak every day, but mm-hmm. I do love chocolate once in a while. I think the whole grand scheme of the whole festival, yeah. I think just overwhelmed me that first time last yeah. year. I it was, was just epic. Like, my goodness. It is, <laughs> you know, you go all the way to the end and there's chocolatiers from China all the way to mm-hmm. like Belgium to all over the place. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just not local chocolatiers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's everyone. You know, you asked me what my favorite was. Mm-hmm. I I don't have a favorite because mm-hmm. I ate so much chocolate. I was just so to the point was like I ate so much chocolate I was sick. Oh, no, <laughs> so <it was> like, <laughs> you're that kid. <laughs> yeah, it was like it. It was a lot of sugar. So, guys, if you're gonna go to this chocolate festival, be warned, it is epic. So yes. there's plenty of samples, plenty of eating, plenty of for all you chocolate lovers. It is wonderful. Absolutely. Um, but what were those beautiful chocolates that? dessert geek was coming around i forgot what it was oh, that or... was from uh chocopolis and uh oh, they yeah actually had a partnership for for the festival so they were beautiful mm-hmm. pieces of art i mean similar to like what you would find at you know beta five in vancouver yeah. um, just beautifully done absolutely those are gorgeous those really stood out to me mm-hmm. i mean they're, they're absolutely beautiful and gorgeous and mm-hmm. Sometimes I just don't want to eat them because oh, they're, yeah. so pretty. they're so pretty. <laughs> they're too pretty, sure. right? Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Single days tickets start at $25 on Stranger Tickets. And let me tell you, $25 is a steal. Everything, all the chocolate, just be ready. Just go hard and it, it'll make all your chocolate dreams come true. <laughs> um, so Nelson, also on the weekend, we have a series of big events coming up from... Um, some folks that we just recently connected with. Why don't you tell us about that? So Monica, America's Test Kitchen is coming to Seattle. This Friday and Saturday, join America's Test Kitchen for their Seattle Eats Festival. On Friday, you get to attend the 20th anniversary celebration as the show hosts and cast will be on hand cooking up food and cocktails as they celebrate their new cookbook, How to Cocktail, at Block 41 in Belltown. We've been there before, Monica, mm-hmm. in Block 41. It's a it's a two-story level event. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of food in that one. Then on Saturday, it's the main event because we're heading out to the Bell Harbor and Pier 66 and attending a food festival that's not to be skipped. You're going to enjoy unlimited food from Seattle chefs, craft cocktails, beer and wine, and cooking demos from America's Test Kitchen hosts themselves. And Monica, there will also be photo ops too, because there will all be, all the America Test Kitchen celebrities will be there, including Julia Collin Davison, which we ended up meeting a couple weeks ago that we mm-hmm. talked about at the London Plain. Yeah, that was fantastic. The cool thing about all of this is that both events on Friday and Saturday are going to benefit Fair Start. Mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful. Monica, I don't think, have they done this before? I think this is the first time they've done it. They're, they, they're doing a Boston event and then they're doing a Seattle event. We should be excited because that's only two cities that's going to be mm-hmm. going around. Yeah, I think this might be the second year, but I didn't go to it last year. And it sounds, again, sounds like you and I are going to be eating way too much this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's new? So yeah, what's new? I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they sound really wonderful. I I was looking through the America's Test Kitchen Instagram site. Uh, I guess Morimoto is going to be back here mm-hmm. from Momosan, so right. he's going to be here for this weekend again. And I think he's going to be at the Friday event. The Friday event, I believe, is more intimate, but mm-hmm. 
the main event is that Saturday. Mm. So yeah, that's the big one. That's the big showcase. Sounds fantastic. Can't wait. And I get to see you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Monica, there is a market pop-up. Tell us about this because I was very interested in it when, when, the, when I looked this up. Yeah, it's the Curb Street Food Market pop-up. And, you know, the weather's been chilly, but, you know, y'all should know already that I do street food all year round. It doesn't matter what the weather's like. Curb Street Food Market is having a pop-up at Fremont Sunday Market on Sunday, November 10th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So typically, this kind of event has more street vendors than a typical Sunday market. You can expect to find one of my favorites, Sticky Sweets and Treats, with a few fall-inspired takes on their sticky rice creations. There's also going to be Kathmandu Momocha, and they're a newer vendor this year, and they'll be warming things up with their signature Nepali dumplings, so it's a must-try for sure. And while you're there, it's never too early to start thinking about holiday shopping. And Nelson, it's okay for me to talk about this because it's, it's past Halloween, right? And uh, Fremont, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay now. <laughs> it's okay now. Okay. It's okay to play okay. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas okay. is You. We can, it's fine now. Yeah. And Fremont <laughs> is full of great gift options, whether you're shopping in the used uh, section over at the hypermarket or if you're out on the street where there are I mean, the people that you're buying from, these are the makers. And, and so they've made these goods themselves anywhere from, you know, Christmas ornaments to to works of art, to pieces of clothing. And so it's a really great place to feed the local economy. Monica, at what point do you start Christmas shopping for you? For I your family and friends and all of them? Yeah, I typically start shopping. Well, I shop all year round. And what I tell people is that um, I try to be in tuned when a gift calls to me for somebody. Like if I see something, I'm just like, oh, Nelson would love that. Then it doesn't matter when it is. I'll buy it. Um, but I try to have all of my mail away Christmas shopping done by Thanksgiving because most of my family's not here. And for my immediate family, um, they're the ones that I get between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wow. Okay. Very well planned. Very well planned. <laughs> well, it's the mailing, Obviously, right? you're. It's the mailing. Obviously, yeah. you're serious about it. Oh, I'm dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've been caught so many times and so stressed out about it. And, you know, the holidays are stressful enough without having to worry about some stuff. And, you know, gift giving is one of those things that I do because I want to, not because I have to. And so I always mm -hmm. want to be thoughtful about the things that I'm getting people. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, as years passed, I, I don't give gifts anymore is because I procrastinate. I was like, I can't, I give up. Yeah. I don't want to give, I give up. No more gifts. No, <laughs> no I was more like, gifts. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it was like, no, I, I, I try to I try to buy as many gifts as I can, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean the earlier the better. So just yeah. And my immediate family is really easy because we all have Amazon lists. We're required to have Amazon lists. And so we don't mess around with each other. So like my husband, my son, my brothers and their spouses, we don't mess around. Everybody's got an Amazon list. If you don't have one, you don't get anything. That's the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I for me, I try to be a little bit more thoughtful mm -hmm. on the gifts because it's it's just if you I get it. I mean, if you're doing like a white elephant party, if you have mm -hmm. a secret Santa or something like that, or, or just like kids is like, this is what they need, or this mm -hmm. is what they want on their list. And yeah, great. Put the Amazon list. But if I'm buying something for you or like one mm -hmm. of my best friends mm -hmm. or something like that, I, I think more thoughtful because, you know, now that we're grown people, yeah. <laughs> adult, <laughs> adulting, um, you can go and buy anything you want. So yeah. if I get you an Instapot, I was like, well, you already have an Instapot. I mean, I, I can <laughs> 
can just go to, you can just drive to Costco down the street and get an Instapot, you know? So something more thoughtful is usually what I'll usually do. But going back to this Curb Street Food Market Mm -hmm. pop-up, Sticky Sweets and Treats. I might have to come back to this place just to get that. Yeah. And and they still use your nickname for their mom. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Do they? Yeah, they do. Oh, Last time I was at the Chinatown Street and Ice Street Market, it was just like, oh, yeah, Monica's it was like, we still call her mom. What was the nickname you gave her? I forgot the nickname you gave her. It was Sticky Mom? The, the Sticky Mom. I think it's Sticky Mom, right? I think that was it, yeah. right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, we still call her the Sticky Mom. It was like, they brought it, and she was there at the night market. I was like, there she is. It was yeah. like, that's Sticky Mom. She's like, such a rock star. I think, star. They, I think they're making an apron for her that says oh, Sticky Mom. That's adorable. See, that's such so. a thoughtful gift. <laughs> <laughs> see how that came around? <laughs> Yeah, see? See okay. how that is? Okay. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Monica, that's pretty much all our events. There's there's not too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, wintertime is getting colder, so not a lot of people really want to go outside. So mm-hmm. most of the things are going to be in event spaces. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, other than that, we have, just have three events this coming week. And Monica, like we mentioned, it's our 60th episode. We were brainstorming this whole week what we should do, mm-hmm. and we ended up deciding on... neighborhood focus yeah and monica what's the city we're gonna focus on well we're always gonna focus on seattle but we're gonna focus on the neighborhood (laughs) of ballard so top 10 ballard eats and some honorable mentions ballard's a city so i got that right ballard was a city and then they got annexed by seattle and they've been trying to break away ever since they didn't have their (sighs) own they didn't have their own infrastructure no utilities so. Why are you correcting me? <laughs> just, just give me the win. I live in oh. Seattle. That's why. But I'm. I know. <laughs> You're u- using your job against me with all that knowledge. All that, all that knowledge. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> yes. All right. So Monica, Ballard neighborhood. Man, there are so many restaurants. There are. I kind of went back and forth and we all decided we're going to do a top 10 list. Mm -hmm. You have five places that you want to recommend. And I have five places that I want to recommend. Did you do it as like a top five where you went like number five to number one? No, how how I did mine is I was thinking about uh, having variety. So like, where's my favorite place to eat lunch? Where's my favorite bakery? Where's my favorite coffee? Where's my favorite brunch? Um, Just just to sort of spread it around because I spent a lot more time in Ballard than you do. And so Mm -hmm. I just thought that it'd be easier to do it that way for me. How did you do it? For me, I made a list of places that I go quite often. Mm -hmm. There may be some places that are really, really good and exceptional and maybe more upscale and do fantastic food. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of want to give people, these are the places I go to multiple times mm-hmm. that I've gone to probably more than five times off the top of my head. That, oh, that wow. I, it's like whenever I'm in Ballard, it's like, oh, I want to go back here or um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I recommended. But we do have an honorable mention list, but mm-hmm. we have a long list. So let's get started for my number one it's not like my favorite, but my number one on my list is <laughs> Unbien. They have one in Ballard, and then they also have one in Golden Gardens as well. Those two locations. Still in Ballard. <laughs> Still in Ballard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we've talked about Unbien multiple times in other yes. shows. Number one, get the Caribbean roast. I also like their Cuban as well. Mm-hmm. 
the number 10 seared scallops. If you like it spicy, get it five stars. I like it a little bit with the heat, so get into a number three. If you don't want a sandwich because you're living that non-carb life, the number 22 Caribbean roast dinner with the black beans is just as good. And Monica, recently I have discovered the number 13, which is their fire roasted corn, which is their lotus. Awesome. I've never had it before because normally I'm just grabbing like two sandwiches and I'm Mm -hmm. out of here, right? We recently stopped by with friends and they wanted the the roasted corn. Amazing. But I have to warn you. Sometimes they don't have it because the corn is not in season. When the corn's not in season, then they, they just will put up a sign that says um, not available. So yes. you have to make sure that the corn's in season, which is, I appreciate that because if they're going to serve corn that's not right, then that's that's not good quality. For sure. And guys, they never serve the fire roasted corn at the Golden Gardens location. So go to the one on 15th Avenue. Okay, Monica, I gave you one. What's your first one off the top of the bat? My first My first one, I was thinking about my favorite coffee shop. Um, I spent a lot of time in coffee shops, whether it's just grabbing a cup of coffee or doing some work. And my favorite coffee shop in Ballard is Slate Coffee Roasters. And I love this location because it's off the beaten path, so you're not going to find it on on Market Street. It's in a slightly residential area. And my favorite drink to get there, because I feel all extra when I do, is a deconstructed espresso and milk. And so this is something where they lay out actually a flight of three glasses. One glass has espresso, one glass has foam milk, and the other is a latte. And so, you know, I usually get it when I'm there for a while. And um, I just, I love the flavor and depth of their coffee that they roast. And I love their presentation. It's very simple, minimal, straight to the point. And if you haven't been there before, another option is a tasting flight because they also have daily specials of all different kinds of coffee um, for all different kinds of tastes. So that is my favorite coffee shop in Ballard. I just looked it up on Yelp and Monica, your picture is the first picture that pops up of the oh. strawberry croissant, which oh. was a year ago. <laughs> so obviously you are a fan. I am a fan. <laughs> and actually that, that croissant is from Fuji Bakery. And so they don't ah. do any baking. They uh, contract with local bakers. And so I don't believe they use Fuji anymore, but um, that would be like one of my sneak places before Fuji opened up the, the Inner Bay location and I couldn't get to King Street. So I, mm-hmm. I'd sneak in there to get some pastries because I knew that they had some. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nelson, what's your next favorite top 10 dollars? Now, Monica, before we, I, I tell you about my second place, mm-hmm. I forgot to tell you when I was trying to pick my top five, mm-hmm. I was trying to pick mm-hmm. Ballard exclusive spots. Oh, okay. So only places that you can find at Ballard. Now yours is a little bit different, but that's okay. But that, that's, this is what I was kind of thinking in yeah. my head. Another place that I like, and it's not on the main strip of Market Street too, mm-hmm. Fat Hen. Fat Hen is like one of the most popular breakfast and brunch spots, I mm-hmm. believe, probably in Seattle, in the Seattle area. It's justified. It's justified. Everybody's seen it. The bake, the baked egg skillets, the Ali Basquiola or the Comissia. The Ali Basquiola has the house-made pork sausage, mushrooms, and mozzarella. And then the, the Comissia is just this plain, not plain, but it's like mozzarella, just simple mozzarella with basil. They're, they're like shakshukas, right? The mm-hmm. baked egg yeah. skillets. They're a little bit, they're not really quite shakshukas, but they're, they're very good. Mm-hmm. Um, always comes with a nice, beautiful baguette that comes with it. That's probably what you always want to order if you've never been to the Fat Hen. But they also have really good Eggs Benedict as well. Mm-hmm. I preferably, because we're in Seattle and we're near the water, Dungeness Crab or Salmon Benedict. I've, I've had that both of those before. Those are my favorites. 
That sounds delicious. Have you been there before, Monica? No. Can you guess why? Um, no. The lines. I, the lines. I forgot. I was going to mention <laughs> that. Yes. Yes. It is a long wait. Mm -hmm. But, Monica, the good news, there's a Frankie and Joe's across the street. There is. There's also a Delancey. There but is. I don't know if they're going to be, I don't know if they open at the same time, though. Probably if you catch it mm -hmm. later. So yeah. you can always go there. And there's also a coffee shop across the street. I don't know what the coffee shop is off the top of my head, mm -hmm. but you can go wait there. There's You don't have to wait in line. You just put your name down and just go. Yeah, yeah I don't know. But you know, <laughs> Nelson, you know what it's like when I get hangry. Ain't nobody want none of that. So I thought I'd do no. the world a favor and not stand in line all hangry. <laughs> so no, I've never been there. So it's on my places I've yet to visit list. <laughs> You need to try Fat Hen. Maybe we should just go together and just grab breakfast, like on sure. a weekday, like uh, just on a weekday and just yeah. go. I'm sure the lines aren't going to be that long on a weekday. We mm -hmm. can just go and check it out. Okay. Right. On the okay. <laughs> that being said, we got number two. I've never been to this one, Monica, for your second on the list. So tell us about yeah. this one. So my second one, Nelson was getting around to, I picked someplace in Freelard, but you know, it's half Ballard, just like some of the other places are kind of a little outside of Ballard, kind of Crown Hillish, but that's okay. Um, so this place is Seattle Biscuit Company. And long before they opened a storefront just a few years ago, they were a food truck. And I've been seeing that food truck since day one on the street. And so my absolute favorite thing to order is the Varner. This has egg and dewy sausage, Beecher's cheese, woot woot, and peach habanero jam. And I have to tell you, their biscuits have changed over the years. They were already good to begin with, but I tell you, they are on point right now. And my second favorite, when I just want something light and not so heavy, like a full breakfast sandwich, is called the Nuptial Flight. And this one has Woodland Bee Honey, company honey, and uh, butter and rock salt. So really simple, grab and go, and I just love it. Uh, but a lot of people don't know. They don't just have biscuits. That's why it's actually my favorite brunch spot. They have specials like shrimp and blue corn grits from time to time. I never had blue corn grits before. And it was such an amazing experience. So different than any grit I'd ever tasted. And so when you look for stuff like that, you never know what you'll find. Monica, I almost used my veto power here because this is <laughs> technically not in Ballard. But I have put seattle biscuit company on my to-do list to check out it is it does i mean you talk about it all the time mm -hmm. so obviously and the grits mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm always down for grits because yes. let's face it seattle you guys can't do grits well no man I that mean, grit game is messed so, up <laughs> yeah so if there's some place that can do grits then sign me up i gotta try this place out <laughs> veto power Whew, nelson get a little yeah. bass in your voice <laughs> yeah. this isn't this isn't neighborhood focused freelard this is neighborhood focused ballard so ballard <laughs> nelson, Unbian is in crown hill so that's not even ballard either <laughs> it's still in ballard if i'm looking it up it's gonna be it's ballard when i look it up in my yelp search and i look up food the first one that comes up is Unbian. so that, all that right counts. tell us about the next place <laughs> on your list <laughs> oh, monica another place you need to check out sawyer mm -hmm. i love sawyer mitch Mayer is doing awesome stuff i've been there for dinner but i hear their brunch is just as amazing with their cinnamon roll monkey bread mm -hmm. i think that's what it's called yeah. it's everybody's like pouring the the frosting over it oh my god that's that looks amazing we need to do that but 
they have some amazing stuff, including the rotisserie porchetta. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love porchetta, Monica. I will get porchetta anywhere, but this one is just so exceptional. It has this like nice crunch to it with the chimichurri sauce. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It sounds delicious, and I haven't been there. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm big into salads right now. Okay. The strawberry salad that I had was just really amazing with this, the sauce and the strawberries in it. It just has a really good complexity to it. Mm-hmm. And Monica, I am always skeptical non-Asian restaurants are doing like pork belly steam buns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always skeptical, but this, these pork belly steam buns are simply amazing. They are really good, huge, huge pork belly pieces. I mean, they're really exceptional. And of course you cannot forget their Instagram worthy type pictures of their desserts the dilly bars and the choco tacos oh yeah you guys have to get that always save room for dessert if you're ever going to sawyer guys because those choco tacos are really amazing um they look delicious for sure and you know even though i haven't been to sawyer i've actually had mitch mayer's food many times and so i have to say the man knows how to make some pork belly (laughs) absolutely he absolutely does yeah okay monica that was number three how about your third restaurant Uh, My third one is Pink Bee, and this is a place where I feel good just grabbing lunch or taking something to go or taking my family for dinner. One of my favorite things is the garlic noodles or anything with wide rice noodles. I think that they do a fantastic job of cooking everything fresh. And, you know, a lot of times I don't like rice noodles because they get all sticky and stuck together. But these are so delicious and so flavorful. And I usually get it with tofu, but sometimes I'll get it with chicken. But um, for those of you who aren't into nudes, you can get a lot of their proteins on a sandwich or in a salad or some other way, depending on the kind of life that you're leading. I'm all about that carb life. So give me all those nudes. Monica, we're recording on Sunday. And Sunday, today is National Sandwich Day. Ah. And, yeah. That's why I let it off with UnBN, and I have another sandwich spot right after this. Mm-hmm. But, Monica, the braised pork sandwich mm-hmm. is amazing. Anything, well, anything that with the braised pork at Pink Bee is mm-hmm. awesome. You have to get it in sandwich form. It is so good with that bread. Yeah, Nelson, everybody knows you're a big sandwich fan, but you know, I'm not a big sandwich fan, but I have had the sandwiches. And like I said, there's two different kinds of bread to choose from. One's just sort of your standard hoagie potato bread that you would find. But the one that we're talking about, you guys, is the Dutch crunch hoagie. You just have to try it. I mean, it's really hard to explain, but it's a totally different experience than just regular potato bread. Yeah, you got to get it. Got to get it. Got to get it. All right, Monica, my fourth choice also A sandwich shop. Mean (laughs) Sandwich. (laughs) Mean Sandwich is when they first opened, they only had this sandwich on special. So I would always check on Instagram or Twitter just to see when they're going to put out the daily special. Mm -hmm. And no joke, you know, I live on the east side. I would drive (laughs) all the way out to Ballard just for this, just for this sandwich, because I was like, I will never know when they'll ever have it again. And I'm talking about the Jersey sub at mean sandwich. They've now made it a regular on the menu. So I don't have to go and stalk them and and go on there, (laughs) but Oh my goodness, Monica, I'm, you know, me sandwiches. I will marry them. Like I mentioned, I, I'm, I'm in love with them. A, a nice, clean 
sub sandwich is what I'm always looking for. Like perfect lettuce, tomatoes, extra mayo slathered on the French bread or whatever bread they're using. And they're using like ham, salami, capicola and provolone. I mean, that's just simple sandwich. That's that's the definition of my sandwich Mm -hmm. right there. So I'm always ordering that. But if you guys have never been, I would also suggest the mean sandwich, which is this thick cut corned beef with pickled red cabbage, yellow mustard and maple syrup. And if you're like a JoJo's fan, skins and ins. You got to get the skins and ins, <laughs> the, the potatoes. That sounds funny. <laughs> they are so good. I mean, you get the you get a Jersey sub and the skins and ins, and like you are good to go for lunch or a light dinner or even not even a light dinner for dinner mm-hmm. just in general. Love this place. Love Mean Sandwich. Sounds delicious. I haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> On the list. Place you got to check out. I know. No. It's a sandwich, man. <laughs> okay, guys. My next one is my favorite bakery in Ballard. And if you haven't spent a lot of time in Ballard, let me tell you, there are tons of bakery choices. I mean, and they're all a little bit different and they're, they all have different specialties. So my favorite bakery is Rosalini's and it's across the street from the Fat Hen. <laughs> <laughs> so the number one thing that I go there for is the Queen Amon. And it's pretty much um, one of my top two places to grab Queen Amon. It's like a stick of butter and it's crunchy and flaky and buttery. It's like hit with a piece of, with some salt on the top. And it's like a perfect decadent treat, but I definitely would not eat it every day. If I'm a little hungrier and want to get some protein, kind of feeling like I'm having a breakfast sandwich, I'll have the ham and trees croissant. Um, I think they really do flaky pastries well, and that's the focus there. Occasionally, I'll get some of the other sweets out of the cold case or a macaron or two, but mostly I'm focused on the pastry. That's what I'm there for. And if the name doesn't sound familiar to you, Rosalina's used to be uh, the location of Honoree. And so uh, it's been in that spot for quite some time, making the same fare. Just to reiterate, Queen Amon, not a dessert. <laughs> Breakfast pastry. Quiet down, sandwich man. <laughs> or afternoon pastry. Not mm. a dessert. Pastry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Monica, that that Queen Amon you got me from Rosalini's is really, really exceptional. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes. All right. <laughs> All right, Monica, my last one on the list. Like I mentioned, not the, not the person to ask about sweets. You're always the go-to person amongst the two of us. But I do have one last place that I want to tell everyone about. D'Ambrosia Gelato. Mm. Have you, we've been there. You've been there, right, Monica? Of course, many times. <laughs> okay. Because there are no, there, there aren't any lines that you have to worry about for this one. No, not like <laughs> because... that. <laughs> D'Ambrosia Gelato. Ugh. Okay. Our friend, friend of the podcast, Steph Four, got us on this flavor, the chocolate sorbetto. Mm. First of all, you know me, I love sorbets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you can do a sorbet in chocolate form, okay, I'm sold on that, even mm-hmm. though I'm not the biggest chocolate fan. Mm-hmm. But you know me, Fruity Pebbles, the Fruity de Bosco. <laughs> Mixed berries and cream. And I feel like whenever you go to get gelato, it's a rite of passage for you to always get at least the pistachio. Yes. Anywhere. 100% right? agree. That's how I measure gelato. Pistachio. Yes, the pistachio de Bronte. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really love that. And Monica, here's the cool part. They have affogados too. I know. For us Seattle coffee drinkers, you can get an affogato as well. I think it's great. Haven't had a date in a while, but date night sounds good there. So <laughs> it sounds great to grab. Or if you just want to grab some gelato by yourself, yes, you can get a piccolo, which is the smallest size, mm-hmm. and just uh, just enjoy a cup. I, I 
I really love D'Ambrosia Gelato. It's, yeah. it's one of my favorite spots to totally. go to. Totally. Me, gelato, that is date night. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, let's be real. And yeah. I'm not getting the okay. smallest size. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great choice. And I eat a lot of gelato, yeah. so um, for sure. Love it. All right, Monica, give us your last one. I'm, I like this one. Yeah, my last one is a best place for a family meal. And so this is something that my family can always agree on. If we're fighting about where we're going to eat, if we mention Lil Woody's, everybody's just like, okay. And, and so when we go there, one of my favorite burgers is smoked out. So that's a beef patty with smoked Tillamook cheddar, chipotle mayo, and veggies. And so it's a good standard for me. And um, again, everybody in my family can agree it's usually not terribly busy because there's indoor and outdoor seating. They have milkshakes made with full tilt ice cream. Their fries are fantastic. And also their onion rings are epic because I know you always get those, Nelson. Yeah, I always get their onion rings. Speaking of onion rings, my new burger to go right now for Little Woody's is the Pendleton, the barbecue burger mm. with the onion ring on there. Yeah. Man. Monica, back in the day at Burger King, they used to have like a cowboy burger, which is like <laughs> basically a burger with an onion ring in it and barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. And this blows it away, obviously. Mm -hmm. The Pendleton burger but kind of just reminds me of that when I used to eat this in high school. So I'm getting that. When I first knew about Little Woody's, the fig and pig. Yes. The fig and the pig was always good with the Boat Street pickle figs mm -hmm. and the gorgonzola cheese. Just gave it a really sophisticated taste to a burger, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. I always I always gravitated towards that, but I've moved on to the Pendleton right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And I heard it. I haven't had it yet. The chicken sandwich I hear is really good too. Yeah, it is. Um, I've had it before. It is really good, but usually when I'm going to Little Woody's, I'm going for like a beef patty burger and um, honestly you know me I get bored really easily and so the fact that they have a new special every week I mean just think of that like every single week they have a new burger I mean that's that's always keeping it real for me all right Monica that's our top 10 list we have a long list of honorable mentions so <laughs> let's just go real fast yep. and just name them off totally um, I'll start it off I'm not gonna recommend any dishes I'm just gonna name them off yep. San Fermo Walrus and Carpenter Hog Island Hoagie, who friend of the podcast, Jonathan Amato, recommended. Asadero Ballard almost made my list, but again, it originated in Kent, so I wanted to make it an exclusive just to Ballard. Staple and Fancy. <laughs> Here's a Freelard one. Giddy Up Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Pork Chop and Co. Sexy Puffy Alley Tacos. And Biscuit and Bean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, it's a big list. And then Monica, what are your honorable mentions? Well, of the ones that you haven't mentioned, uh, Ballard Sunday Market for uh, street food, Fan Brothers Pho for cheap, easy pho, uh, Pestle Rock, Hood Famous Bake Shop, the very first location, Cafe Besselu, Larson's Danish Bakery, Full Tilt Ice Cream, Gather Kitchen and Bar, and Bramling Cross. Mm, I could I could get some dynamite chicken right now from Bramling. I know I just had some a few <laughs> weeks ago. Sorry, went without yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I saw that. I was like, man. <laughs> Hashtag late post. Hashtag late post. <laughs> that wasn't real time. <laughs> All right, Tan Brothers. Hold on, yeah, Tan, Tan Brothers. Are they still doing the cream puff before beforehand? Are they always uh, giving? The, are they still doing yes. the cream puff? Yes. Oh, when I'm feeling yes. super extra, I go and like for potlucks, I'll just buy a whole like one or two trays of those and like take them. People just eat them up. Like it's fantastic. That cream puff is the best hangover yes. food just, just to start off with. It's amazing. Okay. Now listeners, before you go and start, well, obviously 
if if you are already yelling at our show right now and it's like how could you not go to these places that you know that we haven't listed monica ballard's a, a haven for restaurants and there are a lot of restaurants that i haven't even been to yet so here are the places i have i still want to visit and it's on my list and i'm sure it's probably made it onto a lot of our listeners lists um as their top 10 but delancey and i know i I know I'm so behind, but I need to check out Delancey, Pestle Rock for the Thai food. I hear their Thai food's amazing. Rupee Bar is a Sri Lankan food. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned, Monica, I'm trying to go a little bit plant-based at home because we've been eating out a lot and there's a lot of protein, a lot of animal protein. So Mm -hmm. No Bones Beach Club is another Mm -hmm. place that I need to really, really try out. How about for you? Um, I've never been to Delancey either and Rupee Bar is fairly new. There's also mm-hmm. another place called ST Hooligans um, that my friend was telling me about. His friend is actually the owner and I haven't been there either. And I already mentioned a couple during the show that I haven't been to, but guys, let's face it. If there's a line, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the reality. It's true, guys. I have to wait in line for her yes. or <laughs> we do something else like that. <laughs> yes. Just going to be real with y'all. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a, that's a huge list. I mean, I think we covered a lot for Ballard listeners. If you have any other places that we should recommend, please feel free to DM us and we'll, we'll put it on our list to must checklist because like I mentioned, there's so many places I, I haven't even mentioned. I mean, what Anthony's home port. I, I used to go there all the time oh, yeah. back in college for happy hour. I mean, there's so many places, Red Mill, but Red Mill, there's a Red Mill also um, at other locations too. So I didn't include that, but, mm-hmm. uh, their fish and chips are really good at the Ballard location, mm. but there's just so many places, so many places, Monica. I mean, this was, this was a fun list and it was, it was very difficult to type up because like I said, way too many choices, way too many choices. <laughs> Absolutely. But it was fun and, uh, it's a lot of new places to try. And also just reflecting on like food of the past, like, Hey, I got to go to Seattle biscuit company. I haven't been there in some months. So gotta go back all right everybody that's our show for tonight monica any last words before we get out of here no um i really miss you nelson looking forward to seeing you this weekend uh looking forward to this show because we haven't had a special show in a while and uh just lots of exciting stuff coming up as we head towards the holidays because now i can talk about the holiday Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i missed you too but I am not looking forward for the holidays because we're not ready yet. I mean, we just finished Halloween guys. And I know, I know. I mean, Thanksgiving is next. Mm -hmm. So let's focus on Thanksgiving and then we can move on to all those other holidays that we were talking about. No, no, it's it's Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas. (laughs) I've heard that so many times. I don't understand it. I don't get it. All right. (laughs) All right. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening and happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast. 